This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash K Kersey. Hey, Hendricks County. This is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndyPolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. Two great guests. Just a little bit we'll hear from Luke Stevenson, formerly of the Danville School Board, about some of the big education initiatives going on right now with the Indiana Legislature. But first, we continue to keep an eye on what's going on with Brownsburg Little League. All sorts of big changes coming for them very, very soon. This is the final year. They'll be at their current location at Arbuckle Park. And uh, had a chance to sit down and talk with Kirk LeBlanc of the Brownsburg Little League Board about what's going on with the Little League. Of course, they just had that big event with the Cincinnati Reds coming to town to promote uh, community awareness for the Brownsburg Little League. So here's what Kirk had to say. Here's that conversation. Kirk, how's it going? It's going well, Rob. How have you been? I've been great. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, the Reds come to town, fabulously attended, all sorts of media from throughout the uh, Throughout Central Indiana, uh, there to promote the Reds, supporting Brownsburg Little League. Got to be pleased with the uh, with the result. Uh, we were very pleased with the uh, turnout of the event. Not only um, you know from the Reds, but from the community. We've had a lot of uh, people contact us and say, "How can we get involved?" You know, no one can write a six million dollar check that we've met yet, but there are people uh, out there that could do that. Yeah, I know a few. Um, getting getting them to buy into the importance of youth sports in Little League. Um, is where we're at right now. We've got some good meetings coming up, and we've had some good meetings in the past couple weeks. Now, a lot of people who listen to the show are aware of what's going on, but we're going to play this in some other forums, too, of people who may not be aware. What's going on with Brownsburg Little League? Sure. So uh, the town of Brownsburg is um, redoing the center of town, I guess is the best way to put it. And they're building a new multi-use building, on Diamond One starting this summer. The very historic Diamond One. Very historic Diamond One. We've been there since 1951. 
Um, but it's the beautiful diamond. It, one. it is beautiful diamond one. But um, on on a flip side, we have to uh, expand. We've had to limit our numbers in Brownsburg Little League uh, simply because we don't have enough room where we're at right now. Anyway, so we've needed uh, to be pushed out of the nest, and uh, we are being pushed out of the nest now. So June fifteenth will be the last day at Arbuckle, and we will have a big celebration uh, that day. Uh, more to come on that but uh, we will be moving uh, out south of new st malachy now you're working with brownsburg school corporation right correct and that was just passed last week it's all been approved the sale of uh, the the acreage to us from the school we bought 10 acres from st malachy uh, so combine uh, those two parcels and we'll have about 45 acres to build the diamonds we need to house our little league. And this seems like a really good thing because the school is always in need of revenue and that's land that they have basically said they're never going to use. Correct. So it works out well for everybody. It does. And, and I'll be honest, we couldn't have done it without the schools. Uh, they're really helping us out. They're being very um, friendly with the payback uh, provisions and... Uh, and St. Malachy gave us a, a really good deal as well. It seems like the Little League has to follow St. Malachy. You know, it used to be right across the right. parking lot. Yeah, absolutely. They moved, so I guess we have to move too. <laughs> okay, and so this is on the north end of town, for people yes. who aren't aware. It's up uh, on 50, 56. It's, uh, it's off 700, 700 and 1,000, yeah. just east of the Crossroads Feed Barn and south of the new St. Malachy property. Okay, so now the issue for you guys becomes you've got to come up with revenue to not only buy the field, buy the land, but then create the fields, right? C- correct. And you guys are not swimming in revenue. We are not swimming in revenue. We have been planning, uh, and we've been saving, and we had sufficient funds to purchase the land from St. Malachy uh, with cash which is important because if you own the property, then you can qualify for grants. Right. So now we're, um, we have a, a grant writer on our board who is uh, actively uh, writing for different grants. I think he's That's already, an art. It is, and it's, it's difficult, and it's time-consuming. And, and uh, some town employees who have access to uh, grant information have been sending uh, that information to us, and we get it to our grant writer, and he's been... Uh, working feverishly to get that done. Michelle Artmeyer is also going to join our board and help him with that. It's interesting, too, because you you mentioned that you guys have had to put a cap on the amount of kids that can play Little League Baseball just because of the the amount of space where where you currently are. We've had to do that for the last several years. Uh, In fact, um, I'm the director of the nine-year-old division. Congratulations. Uh, Did you lose a bet? (laughs) No, I... uh, my youngest is uh, in that division, so when I graduated, my older son. Um, it's like going. It's like a turnstile. It is. You went one and went right back to the next. Now I'm the old guy, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we had to, to close our registration. We had 122 kids, and that's we're going to have 11 teams, and that is the maximum amount yeah. of teams we can have. And we still had probably 40 kids that couldn't register that played last year just simply because we don't have the room. So it is a needed, um, you know, we, we definitely need to move. We need to expand. We need more diamonds. Uh, we are going to join the uh, Brownsburg Softball League with our Baseball League, and combined we will have a new home out south of St. Malachy. Good our guest is Kirk LeBlanc talking a little bit about Brownsburg Little League and obviously the ongoing saga of finding them a place to play. It was interesting, I talked with, with uh, Dr. Snap, superintendent of the school corporation, and we were saying, you know, you think about the amount of people that Little League and, and softball impacts. I mean, it is 
just unbelievable the amount of kids that come through your your turnstiles every single year. Correct. And if we just take the numbers we have now, and we fully expect – Brownsburg's not getting any smaller. We know that. Um, and we fully expect these numbers to grow. But if we just take the numbers we have now, it'll be 1,800 kids when we combine the Brownsburg Little League with the Brownsburg Girls Softball League. 1,800. Uh, 1,800 kids. And so a lot of people have asked – you know they've seen our plans and they say well it, it looks like you guys are spending a lot of money maybe not needed when you're building turf infields so our, our new plan is all of our diamonds will have turf infields and grass outfields and a lot of people say well isn't turf more expensive than grass it is to put it in over the long run it's not because of the maintenance more importantly when you have a turf infield you have a portable mound and you take the mound off and now your baseball field's a softball field and it would also make it easier, I would assume, if it, let's say it rains during the day, if Correct. there's a turf field, turf, as the football stadium has proven, can absorb uh, rain easier than natural grass and dirt, and therefore you might be able to play games you otherwise wouldn't be able to play. We, we've been told by our turf company that uh, the turf can absorb five inches of rain an hour. And, you know, if we have five inches of rain an hour, we have other problems anyway. But... <laughs> To get back to the, the importance of turf, one of the biggest reasons uh, that we want to turf all of our infields is now every one of our diamonds will be handicap accessible. Which is great. Which is awesome. We have the largest challenger program in the state. Uh, and just uh, working with those kids and, and our little leaguers work with the, uh, the challenger kids and just have a blast. We expanded that to have an adult program. And uh, once Diamond One is gone, that is our handicap accessible field right now. So we, it's important that we get it done. As we wind down here, uh, let's talk again about the Reds being involved with you guys. I mean, I assume that it lends, not that Little League needs instant credibility with all the great Little League teams, but it, it lends instant credibility to what you guys are doing when the Reds come out and say, hey, community, we're willing to help. You should too. Correct. And, and Phil Castellini, the C, uh, COO of the Reds, has been awesome. Uh, he sent us a partnership list, is what he's calling it, um, where if someone donates $25,000, then they get a free 40-man suite for a game. And this has to be done by April 1st. Now, a lot of people say $25,000 is a lot of money. It is. We're not asking for the money up front. Um, I had a father of two boys in our Little League uh, came up to me last week and said, I want to give $25,000. I want to give you $5,000 a year for five years. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, any number of plans. I, I'm not asking you to write us a huge check right now. If you can, that'd be great. Call me. But I understand. I mean, my business is going to be a part of this as well. We're going to give so much money uh, each You're year. You're leading by example. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not asking uh, people to break their wallets out. Uh, my firm has given $25,000 to this project, and that's our start. And we may give more. Um, but we are definitely giving $25,000 because of how important this is to my family. And by the time we're done giving, my son will be out of Little League. I will have no Little Leaguers. However, it's still so very important to our community that we, we want to see it thrive. Uh, Kirk, want to close with this. If people want to know more information to get updates on Little League, how they can be involved, even if it's not through giving, if it's just participation, letting people know about the plight of the Little League, what's the best way to do that? Sure, you can find it uh, on uh, our website. It's brownsburgbaseball.com. It's real easy, brownsburgbaseball.com. We're on Facebook. You can always, always email me or call me. My email address is kirk at indianalawgroup.com. 
And my phone number is 858-3200. Kirk, thanks for being with us today, and thank you for all you do to try to promote and, and help Little League Baseball in Brownsburg. Rob, as a former Little Leaguer yourself, thank you for staying involved and caring enough to uh, get the word out for us. That was Kirk LeBlanc of the Brownsburg Little League, keeping us up to date on what's going on as they look to find a new home for 2018. Up next we're going to talk about education in the state of indiana there's some big changes being proposed to how kids learn and how the administrators of the learning are well administered is that is that right would that be fair yeah i that's good enough i mean it's so screwed up am i wrong is education in the state just literally you just say you couldn't have done any worse you know so so that's really not just the state of indiana is the good news i guess Um, it's everyone it's it's everyone um, we've we've got some some issues around here, uh, but our neighbors definitely do as well. Uh, the voice you're hearing, Luke Stevenson, formerly of the Danville School Board, and you now have a uh, consulting company where you teach kids how to prepare for the SAT and ACT. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So I I have my uh, company, Hendricks County Learning Academy, uh, which is a K through college tutoring service. I I work a lot to connect kids with tutors and things like that. I also work at Kelly and Associates, uh, which is a company owned by Cindy Kelly. And uh, we're doing some work consulting with schools and, and things like that. You're qualified to talk about education. That's my point. You know, there's uh, a, a few people might think so. Right. I, I'm i probably not qualified, but you are, <laughs> even though I, I will certainly talk about it. Okay, so uh, a couple big things for the Indiana legislature that they're considering right now. Number one is to make the superintendent of public instruction, which is now an elected position, an appointed position by the governor. What say you? You know, I, I think this is a great idea. It's something that probably should have happened a while ago. Uh, the situation is, over the last four years, it would have just been really bad optics for anybody in the state house. Uh, you had a, a Democrat, Glenda Ritz, who was the superintendent of public instruction. You had a Republican legislature and a Republican governor. They couldn't have done it then. Uh, I hear this bill's getting a lot of bipartisan support. You like this. I, I do. You uh, want to take away my ability to decide who educates my future children. You know, so vote for the governor. And you're voting for your kids' education. But I don't feel like the governor, and this is not a knock on Holcomb, because I didn't feel like the other previous governors did either. I don't think he knows anything about education. So that's why they appoint somebody to do this. Okay. So so my thought is, look at the last four years in the state of Indiana. What did we hear about almost every legislative session? A lot of conflict. A lot of conflict, right? right? So this allows everybody to kind of play for the same team. Uh, it makes sure that the the governor's vision for education is the state superintendent's vision. I like for it. I like conflict, though. You know, I believe that about you, Rob. I enjoy uh, it. And in education, we try to reduce conflict. Uh, but I as... enjoyed the dog and pony show. I enjoyed Ritz shouting at Pence. I enjoyed Pence acting like he didn't know what was going on. I enjoyed that. That's going to go away. And then you had the legislature who was, you know, sure trying to take power from whoever. Right. Yeah. So the premise being that we don't want uh, conflict with the governor anymore is that it you know so it's the idea that ultimately education the the buck stops as they like to say with the legislature um and with the governor who is the supreme executive authority for the state of he, indiana he, he's not quite a god emperor but you know he's close but he's um, pretty close yeah so so the idea is it'll streamline things a bit more make government more efficient which uh, initially when this bill came out I I was really hesitant about it. Uh, I I like the more direct democracy can be, the more I like it. 
but you're on board now. I, I am. After doing some research, uh, talking to a couple of folks, it really seems like it's going to help the state's education system in the long run. What's, what's the it. job of the superintendent? Because I always was curious about this. Like, I never thought the job of the superintendent was to create policy. Was I wrong? So, good question, Rob. That's what I do. Um, I ask good questions. You really know, great questions. So, I think it would depend on the, the superintendent of the time. Um, the person creates the office uh, in, in a very significant way. Right. Uh, the, the first job of the superintendent of public instruction is as a manager. Right. They are managing our education system. Um, and and that's where I think it can help that the governor brings somebody in that their job is management of government, right? So why did uh, Ritz lose? Like, uh, she ran on the idea that teachers were getting the the screw job, right? I mean, that was her thing. Sure. All the teachers voted for Ritz. They didn't like Bennett. Ritz, to your credit, whether you like her or not, I felt like pretty much did continue that theme throughout her time as the superintendent. And Pence and the Republicans sort of continued the push started under Daniels for more uniformity, et cetera. Uh, did the teachers just lose interest or what? So Because she lost pretty bad. She, she did. She didn't win, uh, and it wasn't close. So I would say part of it is is your guy. She got a little bit um, – Dr. McCormick got a little bit of the Trump bump. Well, Trump uh, did great for everyone, even though there were some very mean-spirited people in the Indiana <laughs> Republican Party who did not want Trump, who ultimately were saved by Trump. But that's another story for another day. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but I, I think that Dr. McCormick and, and anybody who says that they didn't benefit from the Trump bump, uh, frankly, they're lying. Yeah. Um, if they're a Republican. It's really great that people like me were willing to be so brave from the beginning and stand you know, up for Trump. That's a word for it. Because otherwise, these people would have not done as well had the establishment wing got their way. So McCormick may owe her job to me. Um, you know, so so try to make that sell to Trey Hollingsworth. Is, and I think we could really have a nice time. Well, we've had Trey um, on the show. I'm, you know, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, what I'm hearing is the very brave, bold people like myself who were for Trump may have saved statewide Republicans. Sure. Sure, okay. um, because because a lot of people who, who there's never went... our headline for promoting this episode. <laughs> Kendall saves GOP. Um, you saw a lot of people who who aren't people who normally vote. They went in, they were going to vote for Trump, so they just hit Republican sure. all. Uh, You're welcome, Doctor McCormick. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but I I also think uh, does Young I, does Young owe his job to me too? Uh, you know I I. I don't think that he would say that. Um, well, but... we're truth finders here. <laughs> that's that's no. right. We're going to take a quick break. Hear from our underwriters. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, 
Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. Again, our guest is Luke Stevenson. We're talking about education in the state of Indiana. So bottom line, though, is you feel education will be more effectively administered under the if the superintendent becomes an appointed position. Yeah, I, I do. Because, again, it's not necessarily their job to to push policy. Now, can they offer suggestions? Can they can they throw out ideas for bills? Definitely. Just like the attorney general does, the secretary of state, the auditor, the treasurer. Your, your statewide elected officials, right. they're going to do that because they are experts in their area. Is the other problem, and we've talked about this for quite a while, and you talked about this when you ran for state state house, is that you have people who have no idea about education making these decisions and saying, well, in a vacuum, this should work. And I got a newsflash for you. What happens at IPS uh, is not the same as what's going to happen out here in Brownsburg. 100%. Different clientele. So, and also... Um, Rob, when you think about standardized, what what does that mean to you? Well, it, you're teaching everybody the same. Sure. Yeah. And 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 I guess I think if you have standards, that, that's kind of a, a set amount. Right? Sure. Yeah. Well, when we decide what passing is and what is failing, um, we we first take all the scores and then say, okay, now this is where passing should be. Yeah. Well, wait a second. If we're saying these are the standards, then there should be a number going into it before you're scoring that, you know, hey, if a kid gets this score, they pass, right? Right, sure. It shouldn't be decided after the fact. I, To me, that's, that's okay. just stupid. Okay, so let's – you mentioned standardized. Speaking of standardized, there's some changes coming to the I-step test. It's done, right? Right. It's gone. Well – Went the way of the it will be the groove yard of forgotten favorites, right? As one yes. broadcaster so eloquently <laughs> says. Uh, but it's it's it strikes me much like this whole. Remember when they opted out of Common Core? Because should somebody have wanted to run for president, that would have been a very politically expedient thing to do. With then a we, wink and a nod. Then we spent a hundred million dollars to readopt Common Core under another name. Sure. Now uh, I steps going the same way, right? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, they're, they're, it's what's it called now? It's I Learn. I Learn. Uh, you know, I was joking before the broadcast, it, it sounds like an Apple app. Um, <laughs> you know, I oh, yeah, I just downloaded I Learn and my kids learn in math. Are there any changes in this I Learn or is it just wink, wink, we're going to spend a bunch of money and call it something different and go, by God, we fixed it? You know, so I really hope so. Um the House Education Committee, headed up by Representative Baining, they they say it's going to be different. These are the same guys that caused the problem, right? So, uh, Rob, if you have a a plumber come into your house and and he screws everything up, and you've got now instead of one leak, you've got five. Are you going to hire that same guy to come back? Oh no. Yeah, but it sounds like the sort of character I would associate with. <laughs> sure, one hundred percent. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, but. We don't we don't look for new plumbers. Um, we're saying, well, you know, let's give them another chance. Um, and and at this point, I'm sitting there going, man, there's got to be a better way of doing this. And and uh, holy cow, what if we actually talked to a wider swath of educators than right. the 15 that we handpick? Yeah, and that's a good point, right? I mean, it's a very finite sample uh, study sample right that's right these people told us whatever so we say okay right um and and that's that's their their shield well we talked to teachers and this is what teachers said well you talked to 15 teachers or, or whatever the number was a very low number of teachers and and you picked the ones that you knew were going to say what you wanted to hear they should have me down there i'm a great friend of the teachers you know i I think that might be fun. And maybe that's where we need that conflict. Somebody said this the other day. They said, uh, oh, they were talking about DeVos, and they said, uh, you would have been a better pick for Secretary of Education. They were trying to be insulting. And I said, I've been right on so many education issues that the experts were wrong on. Yeah, I'd be a great pick for Secretary of Education. <laughs> um, you know, it only takes one interview, right? Absolutely. Well, so here's a, You would be a better press secretary, I think, at this here's point. Here's the deal, okay? School funding in the state of Indiana. So screwed up, do the lawmakers even know what school funding is anymore? So so the joke is that five guys at the state house know what the school funding formula means, and three of them are dead. Um, <laughs> and So now I, I'll give credit where credit is due. One of the things that I like that's coming out of this legislature is, for those of you who don't know, school, uh, school funding and then school uh, budgeting are overly complicated no. things. Um, th it's almost like they do it so the general public won't understand. Hard right. to believe, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a bill out there, I can't remember the number, that's that's working to simplify the, the budget process because like Danville Schools, we currently have uh, six major funds that we we draw on, right. maybe seven if you count. They call them game. silos. Right, and, and you can't move things right. throughout right. the silos. Yeah, yeah. Now at the state house, there's a bill to to reduce it down to two main funds, um, kind of an operating fund and like a general sure. fund. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, makes a lot of sense um, because you know I guess it doesn't make a ton of sense to me if you can't afford buses, but you have all kinds of extra money in your capital project. Sure. Right? And, I, and I don't want to relive the past. And our guest is Luke Stevenson. We're talking about school uh, issues, Indiana education issues. I don't want to relive the past except the past where I'm proven correct and I'm very right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's no point in litigating something I so was correct wh on. So when were you not, no, Well, Rob? that's my point. So that's maybe why I do live in the past so much. But, um, like, I look at this referendum process, and the referendum process to me has been so 
taken advantage of by school districts across the state. The intent of the referendum process was catastrophe has hit our community or emergency thing has to happen. We got to ask the community to go outside of our means. But now just anytime there's a budget shortfall, throw the referendum process out there and it forces the community to spend time and effort and energy to defeat the process and to stay true to the intent of the property tax caps and the tax reform in the Indiana Constitution. I hate this referendum process. Am I wrong? So I feel I'm being abused. I I, I feel like the... My good name was soiled over something I was proven correct on. No, go, go ahead. You had a good name before that? Well, I don't know. All right. Um, but I, I think what really happened, the schools don't want to have to do a referendum. The, the state has put them in a situation where they do. Um, and it's there's so many moving parts involved in that that we have legislators who legislate first, ask questions later. Sure. Which, you know, they, they don't think about the consequences because many of those folks have never been a locally elected Correct. official. Correct, yes. Um, and, you know, <laughs> just look at them now. Uh, a, a prime example is... Danville wanted to get a a food and beverage tax. Yeah, uh, they still do, is my understanding. Um, but the state says, "Oh no, 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 no!" Because we don't like to raise taxes on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It- now I'm sorry, Representative Brown. Explain that again to me. Um, or when, depending on who your rep is, if if your community is in a certain district. Um, and and you want a food and beverage tax, then all of a sudden it's easier to get through. But I look at something like Carmel. I saw an article in IndyStar the other day that Carmel is going to try to, quote-unquote, reestablish their referendum rate. They have to go back to the people to do this. So theoretically, you had the referendum to solve an issue. The issue has been solved, but yet you're just coming back to reestablish that rate. And several communities, I'm not trying to pick on Carmel, but several communities throughout the state have done that now. Well, they'll come out to people and go, well, we're not raising your taxes at all. No, you already did raise our taxes. So you're misleading the people by saying, if you vote yes, your taxes aren't going up because you already raised the taxes. Sure. Now it's, it's up to a community. Um, to to decide what they want. Now there's and as you know here in Brownsburg because you guys saw both of them. There's general fund referendums and then there's um, referendums for the the property tax supported funds. So like a general fund referendum, if you want to say, um, but to me that's maybe an easier sell because you can come out and say, hey look, we want to pay our teachers and be the top ten pay in the state for for teacher pay you so, think i could beat a teacher pay referendum um you, well you you did right both of them failed well, yeah 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 that's true but i mean they really weren't hanging their hat on the teacher referendum no and 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 that because my life's like a video game do you think i could do this hold you know, my hold my beer um, do you do you have all the moves memorized <laughs> is it 12 bit um <laughs> no because i think a, i think a teacher pay referendum would be a lot harder to defeat oh oh definitely right because especially um, in some of these more rural communities, we get so much less per student. And, and if you even think about like a small school like Danville, we have we have twenty five hundred kids. Um, so that means that a greater 
dollar amount from each student it's going to pay our superintendent than a Plainfield or a Brown sure. or a Carmel, right? I mean, there's an economy of scale, but then there's also... Uh, yeah, because these administrators are way overpaid, right? Uh, well, I, I don't think so. Because you paid on an administrator, so you have to be very I, careful, right? And and also, I always say, like, Danville schools, we, we paid our superintendent a, a nice salary. Now, one of the things that we did um, was we took out a lot of these these added benefits that these fringe benefits sure. that that aren't in the base pay oh you get a stipend for this and you get a Be- stipend because for the this. issue becomes sort of what's going on in the country right now which is when the ceo is getting a million dollars and the average joe six-pack workers being laid off or whatever having a pay reduction it's just a disparity and it looks bad and uh, i right. feel like teachers are going through the same thing and and so you know i can tell you um a teacher at the top of the scale um they're uh, so the superintendent to the teacher, the superintendent's not making more than three times, about two and a half times what a teacher at the top of the scale will, and no principal is getting paid more than double what a sure. teacher at the top of the scale is. And you think about a superintendent for Danville schools, that superintendent's the CEO of a $25 million corporation. Um, that's that's a fair amount of responsibility, hundreds of employees. Um, so I, I guess... You pay for what you get, sure. right? Um, because, you guys did not consider hiring me? You know, I, I didn't see your application. After all that I approved? I, I, I didn't see your application when we went through, What Rob. do you have to be to be a superintendent? Like, what is the qualification? So, so there's a superintendent license. Oh, is there? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, you got to have a license to be one of those. Um, so you can actually do something where if you don't have a license, you can, like, apply for an emergency one and then, like, try to Because I barely it. got through college, and I feel like I was pushing it with that. So if anything <laughs> well, else would be a stretch for me. So uh, I'm out, right? Well, you know, they... they you want to see that. They didn't even teach you to read, did they? Well, it's very, it's IUPUI degree. So, right. Yeah. Um, um, you know, ed- education's important in being a superintendent. Now, most of them are, are doctors, but that's not exclusive. I, I think if I remember correctly, Tri-West, their superintendent doesn't have a doctor. It's sort of like being a lawyer to sit on the Supreme Court. You don't have to be, but it's probably well-advised. Um, well, you know, I think actually in the state of Indiana, you have to have a law degree to be a judge. So, um, but I'm saying like the big Supreme Court. Sure, yeah. right. Um, and you know, the big Supreme Court. As I just interviewed the, the, the Chief the... Justice of the Indiana Supreme Court a couple of weeks ago, I'm sorry in advance for that. <laughs> My bad. We're going to take a quick break. Hear from our underwriters. You're listening to Central Indiana today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Again, our guest is Luke Stevenson, formerly the Danville School Board with the Hendricks County Learning Academy. Um, DeVos, the new Secretary of Education for yeah. the U.S. government, uh, she's been treated very bad. And uh, 
I'm amazed. Like you don't even give somebody a chance, right? <laughs> and and you know, so so I'll be I'll be straightforward and honest with you. That was I was not thrilled with that pick. You did not like the private uh, education advocate as you, the pick, right? You know, I I'm going to be a public school advocate until the day that I die. Um, I I come from a family of educators, but what I and will that's say, okay, but she was tr- so mean. Uh, you know what I will say is uh, when there was that incident where where they were blocking her from going into a school, right? Uh, to me, that's ridiculous. Uh, now, yeah, you know, beforehand, if if you want to have a, a tough Senate fight over the confirmation, that that's part of it, right? But she's the Secretary of State now. Education. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, Rex Tillerson. Yeah. Um, Secretary of Education now. Whether we like it or not, that's who it is. Respect the office. Respect the person in the office. I mean, she's she's not dumb. Um, I don't think there's there's anybody who reach who's right. been a cabinet nominee who's who's not intelligent um and you know what if you don't think that she gets what your position is sit down have a conversation and talk to her right and and i will tell you i I mean i'm just floored at the lack of like i get it elections are intense and you say things about the other side and blah 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 but then somebody wins and it's like somebody has to fill this position right Right. i mean somebody's got to do this well and so here's my only hope i guess is that like maybe the democrats will realize that like this bureaucracy is not a great thing and maybe you know by the end of her tenure we won't have a department of education um my libertarian streaks may be coming through a bit but like Maybe she'll be that bad that they finally get on board. Um, I would be fine with that. Hey, I'm going to tell you this. The devil you know is better than the one that you don't. That's true. And right? so, uh, you know, anyway. Uh, okay, Luke, thank you. Great job as always. Yeah, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Don't forget, if you miss any part of today's show, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can uh, download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, totally free of charge. Listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana Today. As always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group.
Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. Hi, this is Billy Joe with Three Dimensions Salon, inviting you to come see us at 729 North Green Street, Suite D in Brownsburg. At Three Dimensions, we believe life isn't about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. Three Dimensions has an awesome array of services, including designer cuts, highlights, and color blending. We are now taking appointments. Find out for yourself the difference we can make by calling 317-852-5577. Get more information about Three Dimensions Salon by liking our Facebook page. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information... You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry 
with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.